Reddit, but it made me like somebody made a comment and it made me realize like do you ever hear you know the miss missy elliott song like work it yeah and <laughs> you know did you see the comment or anything no but i think i know what you're talking about so it's the part where she's like you're too many of your fun yet yeah like that it's fucking put your name down flip it and reverse it in reverse you and didn't had, know that no <laughs> what is going on with like you and post and not knowing this shit yo i had no idea i'm so I told my girlfriend that though too that she too. had no idea she had no idea as well. So you didn't know that she's singing is reverse of what she's saying in the song. Yeah. You didn't know that in the Washington Capitol logo, it was the Capitol building. Yeah, in the secondary and, logo. And you didn't know that the Minnesota Wild was- That a- one, I, I've known. <laughs> that wasn't a recent discovery. Like the, the Washington one was a discovery yesterday. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. How is this a thing? Price, bud. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I'm worried that there's a lot of things out there that I don't know about like that. (laughs) Because there fucking is, and I can guarantee it. And it all started because Kevin had to tell me that the anchor logo on the kraken was the fucking space needle and also I was, a trident <laughs> i was pretty sure somebody said that in our group text no no i said that in our group text that megan told me that and then that's when noli was like holy fuck and i was that like blew my mind too because i'm like i thought everybody knew that too because i thought they oh. said it too in like the presentation oh i didn't i wasn't fucking paying attention oh. that hard but that's hilarious and All right, so I was gonna say we'll we'll you know just record, but since this whole thing's been recording, that's the intro. What's up, guys? It's another edition of Windy City, the Windy City Benders podcast. I'm a fucking oh, idiot. Maybe <laughs> you're gonna tell me that there's a star in the stars logo. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, was like, God. I was gonna be like, did you know that the C in the in the Blackhawks secondary was for Chicago? Yeah, but. <laughs> Oh my god, what a fucking way I'm, to start I'm this. so fucking worried that like there is plenty of other logos out there that I don't like realize that there's something else behind them. I went through when that whole test was going on, I went through and I was like I pulled up all the logos, so I had them all up on my skirt like my computer. I'm just like, okay, what can I like find like honestly? I'm gonna have to look it up. But yeah. Hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> The first three minutes of this is going to be the most confusing thing ever, but it is absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, so welcome to episode 107. Hockey's back. Hockey <laughs> is back. It is Jerem. It is Tanner. Boom, boom. Besides, you know, being having your mind blown by these discoveries and logos, how you doing, bud? I feel like such a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And it, but like the thing is, I feel fine about it too because like I'm so I'm like more like analytical and like I can just be like, yeah, this and this equals that, and I'll never interpret anything other than that. And like, so if you show me a logo, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then you're like, yeah, you notice that it's like this? I'm like, nope, had no fucking idea. <laughs> like because I'm just like, yeah, like the wild logo. Oh, that's some trees <laughs> and like a like a like a scenery. Oh, cool. It's the it's like a wild scenery. <laughs> but the <Nope>. fact that you <laughs> both 
like the outline literally was ahead that like the mouth and everything you yeah. okay you at least figured that out before that you were many okay it took you a little bit but you figured it out the fact that Potsy came out and said that he just recently found that out that yeah. blows my mind i'm like just i'm i have to go through the logos now and just like see like what i could possibly be missing because you know it's not going to stand out to me at all <laughs> So while you're doing that, um, yeah. hockey, so, hockey, <laughs> hockey's back. We had exhibition games starting this week. A lot. Uh, it was just, it was so amazing to just turn on the TV and see hockey. And the fact that, you know, and all what, day <laughs> that I was about to say, this is what my biggest complaint about this whole situation qualify around all that is, is now all I'm going to want is hockey all day. Whenever hockey season is. Like, this is bullshit. They need to find a way to have games start at 11 o'clock, even just the weekends. Start at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, and go all night. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. Like, Kane, Kane said it best. He goes, you have, like, the March Madness feel to it. Because, like, you know, games going all day. And it's It was awesome. It's, um, I, I can't wait for the actual, like, playoffs to be going because – that is, it's gonna. I mean, these exhibition games have been like pretty fucking intense. <clears throat> but I'll fucking tell you what, playoff hockey is so fucking intense that it's gonna be amazing. From from the games I've watched so far, it's like the first maybe ten minutes or so, of the first period. It's kind of like, oh, buddy, like this is a little rough. But then it's like as soon as that halfway mark of the first hits, it's like, let's fucking go. Let's yeah, we didn't miss a fucking step. They get their feet under them, and they're like, yeah. yep, here we go. Get it going again. But in order for that to happen, uh, NHL had to step up big, and they did They did their job to make this happen. Zero positive COVID tests during the last week of phase three, which amazing, especially when you see what's going on in the MLB right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, there's no way that MLB is going to survive if they're traveling without a bubble. No fucking way, but – yeah, so I mean, we'll talk a little bit more detail about what's going on in hockey. Um, kind of, we'll talk mostly about what happened in the Blackhawks Blues game, and then we'll preview each of the series, give our picks, and we'll even say um, who the Benders Nation picked too for uh, for each round. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what started our amazing conversation in the beginning about logo discovery was as soon as I finished editing and I up started uploading last <laughs> week's podcast. A video goes out on the Seattle hockey social media. Uh, like two hours later than we finished fucking recording either. I, like, <laughs> I, I went this. on a rant about the Kraken. <laughs> Seattle, just release your fucking name. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah, even there, just because you said that, because you went on the rant, you're saying about release the name, then they come and announce. And you also said in that episode, McDavid's going to get hurt and he's going to be off for I the said, playoffs. Well, what would happen if McDavid got hurt? <laughs> and he ended up getting a stinger in practice and had to leave practice for a little bit. And we're just like, oh my God, it's happening. Tanner is calling it all. But <laughs> anyway, so this video comes out, which was, I thought, really well done. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, a little disappointed that there wasn't really any hints in there of like what the name was going to be. I, yeah, with like Poets, like I did the same thing where you watch like the preview, like video or whatever, and just kind of trying to decipher the writing that's on the suspenders of like the yeah. fishermen. <laughs> I was like, yo, I gotta pause this video real quick and see if I can like see what it says. Like maybe it has like a hint. And I'm like, 
nah, it's probably just like some brand of <laughs> suspenders that like fishermen usually wear. It's like, okay. And then I mind. saw, and then I saw people talk about like, oh my god, one net is this color, and the other net's that color. That's gotta be the team, lo- like the team colors. Not even close. No, it was like. And- they had the whole like like the website was set up in like salmon and like light blue, wasn't it? Yeah, and they originally they completely said that were like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's originally what they said that they were gonna be. Which I was like, oh, sockeyes, easily, like yeah. got it, like makes sense. So the next day comes. It was what Thursday? Oh, Friday? I was also gonna say with like the little preview thing, I was like, oh. well, no, no fucking way, it's gonna be the totems now because. <laughs> oh be yeah, the really, ocean. Yeah, they'd be like a really weird way to. Like, is that their that. did they say that's their goal horn too that they had in there? I think it is. I think so, it was. So this team's arena got named first. Yeah. The team's goal horn got played first. Yeah. All before the team name came out. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fucking cool though. <laughs> Interesting marketing, yeah. I mean they definitely did it uh, a cool way. But yeah, so then Thursday it was Thursday was the announcement. Yes. Right? Yeah, Thursday yeah, comes we, around. Yeah, because we recorded Wednesday. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it's got to be cracking. It's got to be cracking. I was like, you know what? I was touching our group. I was like, you know what? Sock eyes would be cool too and all that. But I'm just like, if it's not fucking cracking, I'm going to be so goddamn upset. <laughs> and then they show this video. And the, like, video, the video shows just a, a hint of like a pirate ship. And I was like, it's the fucking cracking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no fucking way. Ugh. So, so the Seattle Kraken is Welcome. officially the 32nd NHL team. And I will have to say, shout out to Grady, who listens to this every Friday. Grades, what's up? Uh, he ruined the logo for me. Or it was him or – I can't remember. It was him or Rossi. But they said that it looks like they stole the S from the Sox logo. Mm. And I'm just like – Doesn't ruin it for me. Don't, don't ruin care. it. <laughs> but, yeah, so – Awesome. Four, it's like four shades of blue is like their colors with a hint of red. Yep. Awesome. The secondary logo is just fantastic. It's the anchor yeah. with that's what that's what got us on the whole logo talk. Yeah. Anchor with uh the Seattle needle. Yeah, the space needle. Yeah, the space needle. I okay, so what was your overall opinion? I mean, do they are you happy with what they did? Are you kind yeah, of yeah? Like I think it's really or? I think it's really cool. I like it. Um I don't know. Like, I, I, I just like it, I guess. <laughs> I kind of almost would have preferred, like, Sockeyes in a way because, like, Kraken just seems like, like, okay, like, let's get a team and call them the Unicorns and then another team and call them the Centaurs and, like, just, like, mythical beasts. And, like, but it's cool because it's a giant fucking squid. And I think at some point they're going to have, like, some sort of logo like that. Yeah. Instead I mean, of just an S with a tentacle in it. Is it the safe bet to go with a name that can't be threatened to get changed down the line because it's offensive? Dude, you just wait because at some point squids are going to come out of the ocean <laughs> and not have Davy like, Jones. Any, is, Davy Jones is going to reemerge and yeah, that's the other cool thing is like they can call their like their ring can be nicknamed like Davy Jones's locker. It's uh, it, but I mean, sure, everybody's already heard that they're going to try and call it the crack and or the crack house with all the crackheads or the fans. <laughs> like, so cool, man. It's like I the, the fact that that joke got passed around so fast, so quick, and then like so many people were like, I came up with this. It's like, no, wow, dude. it's like the it's easiest, like, yeah, exactly. It's like having a 
<laughs> low hanging fruit. Like your apple tree is basically this big, and you're like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's this is mine now. It's, I there there is there is there is a lot of cool like video or not video uh, photo edits of the logo and like the jerseys mm-hmm. like that old school like the S everybody did in like middle school yeah. <laughs> yeah. they put but they put that on the jersey oh I that, loved all the jersey mockups too and oh, like the yeah. in like the equipment like mockups that they had especially like the pads and shit oh god Brian's put out mockup pads that the only thing that bothered me I think you're the same was they put the the logo yeah, in the they eye. Put, they put the Brian's logo in, the, in yeah. the eye of the S on the pads, and it's just like, no. <laughs> that like You would just keep it red. That would have looked sick. This but, is like this is a team that needs like a Laner or a Marc-Andre Fleury to just yeah. come in and just destroy these pads. Yes, that would be fantastic. I think that I – like that's like the next thing to look forward to for the Seattle Kraken is now we got the expansion draft next year, which will be fucking awesome. And you know everybody keeps talking about how oh all these NHL teams learn from Vegas, you know, kind of no. just robbing them. Yeah, well, guess what? Flat cap for the next couple of years. Ball is back in Seattle's court. That's fucking so true, man. Are you kidding me? Like if you have to dump a contract, guess what? Cap's not going up, so you're gonna need to get a little something, give a little something for it. So I mean, there's a good chance that Seattle makes a splash right away. I don't know how good of a chance, though, too, because Vegas did get really lucky that so much of that team had career years. Yeah. But that's the other thing you get to think about, too, is Seattle. It's like they're going to be getting a lot of players that are looking to prove themselves and probably can get something more along that same situation. It's just – it's a lot different than the 2000, like, expansion teams where it was like, all right, here's your team. Now have fun building them up and, like, you know, trying to be a competitor. Yeah, or, oh, it's like he's your first overall pick, Rick Nash. Now try and make a team around him. Yeah, and yeah, now it's okay. Well, will they make it to the Stanley Cup or will they get knocked out first round? Like it's, I I wonder how the predictions are going to change so hard because you know that as soon as like the expansion draft happens, there's going to be betting on whether or not they're going to make the playoffs, let alone the finals. I'm sure so many people are like, well, we learned from Vegas, so we are going to put money down. <laughs> And I wouldn't – I would think that they're probably not going to end up being, like, last like they thought Vegas was going to be. I can I'm just only- excited to see who gets, like, protected in, like, like the projected, like, picks. Like, oh, that was so fucking awesome. Here is my super early bold take prediction. This team will be better than Ottawa and Detroit their first year. I don't think that's bold. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm there. I know. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are they about to be better than, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit and Ottawa, and that's it? All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boston, New Jersey in there? Yeah, okay. <laughs> another – so another cool thing, once they – on Friday, they released, like, their apparel, some of the apparel through um, Fanatics and all that. So Seattle Kraken became the NHL's best-selling expansion team ever with 50% more merchandise sales than the previous high set in 2017 by Vegas Golden Knights for the same 24-hour period. That's pretty awesome. Neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat, but it's also I the article I was pulling from also the same thing. It's it's a little hard to uh take that title as best selling expansion team ever when before Vegas the last one was in two thousand. So So we need more expansion teams. Let's go forty two teams. Let's go. No, no, no. You just what you do <laughs> is now if you suck so bad that you come in last, your team folds and then <laughs> And then you start an expansion team somewhere else. So it's always an expansion team rather than somebody moving. And that way we can just keep 32 teams. 
You you suck so bad, you relegate down to the AHL, and then the NHL team comes in, and you have to be the new NHL team to AHL team. And the AHL team that's the worst goes down to the ECHL. And the ECHL is just fucked. Sorry, boys. Yeah, then they just go back to high school. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's really cool. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking excited. I like I said, I can't wait to like more of it to happen. Like that was the cool thing about the the Golden Knights was like, all right, cool, we got the name and everything. And then you'll start to get the like the jerseys and then they'll during like whatever like next year, they'll be like, Okay, like now the we're looking at who we're gonna be drafting and then I don't know, is it Reed Duke is like the first player that was signed or he is, yeah. Signed by Vegas, or is it Duke Reed? I don't know, it's one of those two. They also said that they're not going to be looking for a coach until uh, the end of this season, if there's because they want to see if there's potential that you know somebody might become available. So they don't want to. You mean the end of this upcoming season? This upcoming season is yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? The this playoffs. playoffs right now. Yeah, right now. Okay, I thought yeah. you were okay. So they'll start their they'll start their actual process of looking for a coach once the playoffs end, in case somebody comes available that might be interested, but they're, they said they're also no rush to hire a head coach because they do have a yeah. whole nother season. So, yeah, I think, I think getting on top of getting a head coach though is a good idea just so you can kind of get an idea of where you want the franchise to start and having the head coach's opinion be a part of that is going to be huge. Yeah. So lots, lots of cool stuff. Jerseys are sick. Everything about this team is sick so Love far. It. Yeah. I'm very, very happy. I give them a 9 out of 10 on all their stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to rate it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just want – I want – we were just doing this beforehand. They had, like – I was looking at hats and the merch, and I was like, I just want more options <laughs> because it's all kind of basic, and they have, like, one fitted hat that's black. And it's like, okay. I really hope they can grab a player that I'd like so I can justify yeah. buying a jersey. That's the other thing, too. It's like – you, somehow they got to be able to get some a star player. Vegas got lucky that William Carlson kind of was that, but then they were able to make trades for like Mark Stone. Pacioretty. Like, I mean, they had Flurry. They got out of, the, they, out of the draft. And like this upcoming like expansion draft, maybe they get – maybe Kraken get Murray. Like who fucking knows? <laughs> God, I can't wait. Let's – there's very few times I would rather just skip over hockey and get to off season. And I, there's always times where I'm just like, well, let's get the season going so we can get to this expansion yeah. draft and like get going. But anyway, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, now we'll move to a little Hawks talk. There was some, some big news, big and um, good news coming out for the Hawks. So we'll start with Siebes. Bowed out of obviously, if you've watched the game, he and obviously you know this, but Steve's decided that he wasn't going to put himself or allow himself to be on the 31 man roster. Says that he just wasn't up to up to the level yet uh, where he needs to be to be to uh, contribute uh, to what the team needs. So he wanted to make sure they had uh, a guy out there that could help out right away. Kind of expected that. I didn't think yeah. he was going to be able to jump in and play playoff hockey, especially yeah. not only oh my God. that break, but like this is the first time he was on the ice as well, I believe. Yeah, I don't think he'd really. I mean, unless he was doing skates on his own, but when everything shut down, um, there, where are you going to skate? You know, what was it again? It was a double sh- hip. 
I thought it was his knees. Knees, yeah. I keep mixing them up though. I keep it's either hip or knees and like regardless, all the time. It was that and like a shoulder, right? Yeah, regardless, he had surgery on two parts of his legs that is extremely like important to be playing yeah. this game. And for his age, the fact that he looked as good as he did during the training camp or summer camp as they were calling it was actually it was impressive. It was very like he looked like a beast. It put your mind at ease a little bit because there was always that question, like, oh shit, like are we just going to be wasting with the cap space with him? But now watching him play like that, I'm like, if he keeps progressing like that by the time the next season comes around, I wouldn't hate having him in the lineup. Like, Yeah, trade Patrick Kane so we can have some cap space. <laughs> we got Seabrook back in the mix. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I think it's going to be good for him, though, too, because like, it was nice that he was part of the summer camp and like got to skate with the guys. It sucks that he can't be there. I think his presence is a big thing. So that's going to be a bummer, but I'm sure he'll be in contact with everybody pretty much every day or like oh, every yeah. game, you know? Um, but yeah, it's going to be so hard to like go through rehab or even if he did go through rehab to go straight onto the ice and especially go straight into playoff hockey. Are you fucking kidding me? Like he, if he's not exactly 110%, his, his knees would probably just explode. <laughs> like, like, he was about a month and a half ahead of schedule for getting back on the ice. Yeah, that's for crazy. the summer camp. That's insane. So I'd rather have him just, you know, heal up completely and then take the, the time that he has now and maybe skate on his own and then also get whatever training that they have during the like small off season they have and then come into the next season whenever it starts and be completely ready to fucking contribute. Yeah. So that'd be great. So Steve's bowed out and then the crow man. Corey's back made his return. He skated on the last day of summer camp, which was Saturday. They left this Sunday. And when he was speaking with the media, he revealed that he did have COVID and mm-hmm. he was quarantining in Chicago, trying to just get rid of it. So I don't think he needed to say that's what it was, but I think it's good because it's kind of like, because what sucks with him, and I feel bad for it, is like there's all the rumors about him with issues, injuries. yeah, injuries and and off ice issues and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of nice for him to be like, "Listen, I'm good. I go, yeah. I, just, I contracted this. I stayed away to make sure I was good." It was oddly almost more satisfying to know that it was COVID rather than an injury that is now something that could possibly like be a hindrance in the future as well which is a really shitty thing to say that i like now that like it, that has come out of my mouth like, <laughs> oh what a relief it's only covid like what the fuck but like that's the that's the issue with like his history of like concussion issue like right, problems yeah. and and like actual being injured it's like if he's unfit to play and everybody's like fuck is he hurt again it's like i don't know what'll happen but i'm glad that he's healthy you know like he did the right thing he quarantined himself and he looked good so yeah he he looked very good i mean people were like all like i don't know if it was just sarcastic or not but people were like making a big excuse oh he shows up he lets in three goals and he they named like a bunch of like crappy players and see injured seeds like score on him i'm just like what the like what are you talking about like he's giving a shit right now yeah like, he's not i mean you're not gonna go 110 percent in a fucking scrimmage yeah with Before, like inner squad scrimmage that's gonna be just broadcast on fucking blackhawks twitter like <laughs> the day before traveling to edmonton where you could potentially be there for what four months three months 
Is it like two? Two or three? Not two even. Two or three. Yeah. Two. The playing round is going to go quick. Yeah. And I mean, there's no travel time. So do they need two days off in between like the like switching to home games? You know what I'm saying? Because you know there would be like two games at home, then they would get two days off on travel, yeah. and then two day. Two well, games no, because I think isn't game two and three back to back? They could be. That's yeah. the thing. Because like they're all staying in the same fucking place. Like that shit can go per- a little bit faster than like it usually does. Yeah. So well, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, what's yeah. the other thing that the Hawks did recently? So unless you've been living under a rock, you know that there's been some questions about the Hawks logo and name and if it should be changed and all that then the Hawks came out and said that they're not going to be doing that that they are going to try to work with um, local organizations and try to find the right way to help spread more information and really present the logo in a proud and proper way so on Wednesday they released a statement basically say I'm not going to read the whole thing but they said on July 7th, they made their commitment to expand their effort, efforts uh, to just raise the bar um, and support ongoing dialogue with local and uh, national Native American groups. They have been going back and forth about what other things that they can do and what they can change. One of the big things that came up in these discussions was the fact that fans come into the United Center wearing the Native American headdresses. So starting the whenever the next home game is at the United Center, you will not be allowed to enter the arena with a headdress. Um, I don't know if they, I mean, they just they're just prohibited from the United Center from here on out. They said that these are symbols that are sacred, traditional, reserved for leaders who have earned a place of great respect in their tribe, um, and should not be generalized or used as a costume or for everyday wear perfect yeah perfect move i mean that's one thing they even like years ago i thought that probably should have happened like yeah it always should if you if anybody has a headdress get it guess what time to retire that it's long overdue like it's not a good look at the rink nobody wants to nobody thinks you're cool like you're just probably just obstructing somebody's view in the first place right (laughs) oh my god i sat what one game in the row behind the guy that had that and it was the most frustrating thing in the world i can't I, like i only picture like a person wearing a headdress at like a 90s hawks game basically like i don't yeah. feel like i've seen one in a long time but they're, like, they're definitely they're definitely more rare than they were like oh yeah like you said like early in the 90s going to the, games it was almost in the like, 90s when everybody's completely ignorant about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like oh i didn't see this as hurtful it's like yeah because they're being sold like outside the rink <laughs> yeah but like now it's like everybody's a little bit more aware so you know let's let's put that away but i mean so, good on them for like formally making the statement right and saying that and then on top of that they are also going to um, increase their digital content, including in-game presentation, uh, to help really educate and honor uh, Native American contribution society, including uh, Black Hawks legacy as well. They are also going to work on establishing a state-of-the-art new wing at the Trickster Culture Center, which is the only Native American-owned and operated institute in the state of Illinois. 
Uh, so they're like, I mean, they're talking, they, they said what they were going to do and they're backing it up. Yeah. They made a and, plan. They're falling through. And I just, I think this just kind of shows why the Blackhawks are considered one of the more classier organizations in the league, not even in the league in most, most all sports, which is kind of crazy to say too, because they were also voted the worst franchise run franchise like 10 years ago or 15. Like before all this started, I forget, I keep like forgetting 13, the time frame. Like thirteen, yeah. fourteen yeah. years ago. Yeah, I keep forgetting the time frame. But worst franchise in sports. Yeah, and then it's just, just draft Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane and yeah. just become the best franchise in the NHL. Yeah, so so good on Chicago. Um, very positive. I haven't looked at. I I've been trying to avoid comments section lately because you know there's yeah. always going to be people that are bitching just a bitch. And all that, but this comments I have seen have been been fairly positive and really appreciate that the Blackouts are going above and beyond to to make right what they said that they were gonna do. Yeah. They're doing a good job and they just gotta keep it up, you know. Hopefully just get more support and just keep working towards just making everything like smooth and as right as it should be, you know. I'm and I'm really looking forward to see like what they kind of do, like when they mention like in game entertainment and stuff like that and like like all that kind of, I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do because it's like it's really interesting like if you go back and like read who Blackhawk was and all that kind of stuff like it's a really interesting story and it needs to be I mean definitely most people do need to know that what this name come from came from and all that so really looking forward to that but now that we got all normal news and business aside Let's fucking talk actual hockey, boys. Yeah, or, or buddy. buddy. Don't, oh, don't call me boy. It's boy. <laughs> like, well, as a group, we're called I, the, like, the, you boy, call them yeah. the boys, but yeah. like, boy. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Did not address that. Blackhawks, <laughs> St. Louis exhibition yesterday. Well, Ooh, two days ago, wee. depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. Upload it. Yeah. But I had very, what, what were your expectations? Yeah. What were your expectations going into the game? Like, I don't know, slower hockey, <laughs> like, but hockey, you know, like I was expecting the blues to come out a little bit better than they did and actually play a little bit better than they did. And I think the Hawks just were like, we're not going to fucking wait for you to play. Like we're going to, we're going to go, we're doing this. Like, I don't know. It seems like the Hawks were all over them. We kind of, like, we kind of mentioned it was brought up in our group text, like, are St. Louis just playing like they just don't care? So, like, that's one thing, too. The Hawks look fantastic. So, it's yeah. like, are they looking good because they are good? Or was it because they weren't really going up against a team that was trying, so it was easy to make them look good? What's also, I mean, if that's the case, like, St. Louis isn't going to run into a real fucking hard time if they're going to try and just turn it on when all the other teams are already there. Yeah. Look, they have, like – Luckily for them, they have three games that kind of don't really matter so much that they can, like, work it out through. But, like, fuck, man, if you're not flipping the switch before, like, the game on Wednesday, then you better hope you fucking are able to flip that switch because the Hawks definitely did. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though, St. Louis keeps their number one seed, Hawks beat the Edmonton Oilers, and then it's Hawks St. Louis first round? Because aren't they just doing by seeding? I thought they re seeded teams but i don't know i mean the hawks are the lowest seed so yeah they would go against the number one seed probably oh man and they show up flat like that oh but 
<laughs> Brandon Saad, Brandon Saad, and Dylan Strom essentially scored the same goal. Yeah, it was nice. What was great was Saad came from Taves and Strom came from Kane. Yep, looks great. Just fucking, especially the the Taves one. Like just coming around from behind the net, takes a quick peek over to the other side, and just like a little half spin and dishes it right over to Saad, and all he has to do is just tap it in. Tap it in. And like you said, Strom, same thing, <laughs> just from Kaner. They, they were looking. They like they, they relooked at the the goal to make sure he because they thought he maybe kicked it in or something. Like they're like, there's no way that just went in like that. Like, yeah. but Taves looked awesome out there. Yeah, he's gonna be a huge difference maker in the series. He definitely looks focused and ready to go again. Um, Kane's yeah. line, too. Yeah. Those guys are fucking buzzing. Fucking Kirby Doc, though. <laughs> I'm so excited for him. He's going to be so good. He, everybody's been saying it, too. Like, he, he gained, like, 10 pounds of muscle. And, like, you can definitely tell because he looks bigger in the corners like, against guys. And he still has, like, the speed in the hands. And he's just like, oh, my God. You're, once it all, like, is put together, it's going to be, like, the most perfect package of size and skill. And he's just gonna fucking dominate. He got some penalty kill time too with Kajula yeah. of all people. Like I thought they would maybe even toss him with like with Taze or you know someone like bigger guys, but no, they Drake Kajula and Doc out there. And Doc, the one that I remember, it was stand up. It was a board battle, and he just went in, stripped it, and was able to get it out no problem. Like and he looked like it was like you know oh yeah whatever this is just a. Inner squad scrimmage again, like yeah. up and change. Once he's able to, like, like I was saying, like when he puts it all together, he's gonna be able to do things with his body and do things with his stick, especially defensively. Where if it's a situation where he's going into a board battle, either he'll he'll probably be able to either poke it out or fucking just destroy the guy. <laughs> and that's gonna be nasty when that happens. And his awareness, yeah, starting to look so good. And like, and it showed yeah. on that Kubalik goal. Like, oh, my God, came with the puck behind the net, drops it back to Doc. Doc just looks up, sees Kirby right in the middle, just a little slide. Sees Kubelik, <laughs> not Kirby. God damn it, Kubelik. Yeah, bud, it's all good. It's yeah, fucking – it's excited. been four months since it's, we got to, like, do ex- a little – I know, I'm anal- excited. Analyzing. <laughs> I fucking – yeah, no, like, that's the thing, too. Like, Kubelik was – the whole game was just like, I'm fucking putting the puck on that. <laughs> Two power As soon play as goals. I get it. Yeah. Two power play goals. And I'm just watching this, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And you were so playing yourself off this team. Every time he shot the puck, I just saw that salary or that salary go up higher and higher. Yeah. Jesus. I love it. <laughs> we talked about how Craw- uh, Crawford was back. He got the start in this game. He played a period and a half. They switched him out halfway through the first what how what would you feel about that like do you think that was the right move do you think they probably should give him two full periods i think it was just like fine (laughs) like sure you could have let him play out the period but like i think the idea is like you never know maybe like because like covid does have like can like things that happen afterwards like that follow you like maybe at some point like crawford's like exhausted and you need to band up play like yeah it's good to get him as much time as well and he looked good too. Like, yeah, they both look good, and like that's also really exciting. And the other thing that like we've mentioned, or not that we've mentioned it, but um, the Hawks were the only lower seeded team so far to win their exhibition game. Even though right now, like Nashville still winning one nothing against Dallas, but 
it's still pretty fucking awesome if the 12 seeded team is going up against the I mean the fucking number one team in the West and winning four to nothing, making it look pretty easy. Yeah. Um but yeah, the whole thing too, because I know some people were talking about the Crawford. I just think they're like, he hasn't been in a training camp and all this stuff, he needs the rep. Well, yeah, but here's another thing though, too, you think. How many games did Malk and Subban play before the yeah. pause? He played what twenty a he, minute maybe. He played a like a minute to like four minutes or whatever. Whatever like, on the Hawks, or, yeah, whatever. He didn't took. make a save. He didn't have to, and like his first saves as a Blackhawk were on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't hate giving him a, a period and a half just because it's like as much as you need Crawford to be ready. If for whatever reason Crawford can't go, yeah, really want. Subban's obviously looking like he's going to be the guy, the backup. He's going to be on the bench and all that. If something happens to Crawford, do you want your guy in the playoff situation against the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, to not have played a fucking period of actual hockey since before you got traded to the team? Like, that's why I was like, okay, give him a period and a half. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's the, the other thing that we were saying, too, is, like, if it's the matter of 10 minutes, I think that's negligible, negligible anyway. Yeah. Like you pull him halfway through the game or you pull him after two periods, like who fucking really cares? Yeah. Like it's not going to make a huge difference, 10 extra minutes for him or for Subban. I think it's just easier to just do like split the game in half, get, get Subban more time and more shots. Cause Crawford already faced 11. And like Subban yeah. faced what? 10, 10. Yeah. Yeah. So combined shutout. out. Let's, I mean, if that's the way it's going to work, let's just do that for the rest of the season. Just yeah. like, <laughs> have him split it right down the middle. Like, fuck it. Just like it was back in like mites and like squirts and shit. That was something too. So talking about like bubble life and all these games being played on one rink, the Pittsburgh Penguins and Philadelphia Flyers game when they went to overtime. Yeah. The you can first see, game. you can see in the far corner, like the Zamboni door, you can see a bunch of players from the next game sitting there watching overtime. Oh. I'm like, this is straight up squirt hockey all over again, waiting, watching the game before you. I'm like, oh this, God, I, so I love this whole situation. I like, think that the rinks look amazing too. Oh God. Yeah. The setups and like actually hearing the Blackhawks goal horn and like Chelsea dagger was fantastic too. It's like, yes, it feels kind of like real and I don't know. The fan noise is also hilarious. I really, I really wish they would just like, just let player audio happen. <laughs> I know, like, especially seeing, that, especially seeing that clip with uh, what the Hawks posted on their social media of the sod goal. They're they're not playing the fan audio. Like I thought they were going to yeah, pump it no, in too because in play, yeah, because players were saying that they like that hearing that. Dude, okay. I, I'm fucking sorry. I was just okay. thinking, <laughs> like, well, I've, if you've watched any of the baseball games recently. Yeah, like the the benches get heated easy because you can hear everything from the other bench. Like this is going to be playoff hockey. Yeah, these these teams are already going to be heated. They're not pumping in audio, so there's going to be so much yelling back and forth <laughs> where you can just hear the other team so easily because there's no fucking fans. And oh my god, you're going to probably be able to see guys just chirping so hard from bench to bench. Oh, it's a nice little goal. It's going to be so good. And, like, the, what made me think about that was the whole – did you see 
um, was it, like J- Joe Kelly on uh, the Dodgers yeah. oh where he's going after the Astros and he's just oh my god that video clip is the funniest shit where he's just like doing pouty faces and shit like that but like everybody can hear everything yeah. so he's like what'd you say fuck you yeah <laughs> there was so there was a tweet of a guy I can't find it and I can't even I don't know what game it was but they were like he was like saying like yeah people ask me what it's like being in the rink uh you know with no fans and all this kind of stuff and he goes let me tell you so and so and so and so were in the bench to each other and hearing I'm gonna fucking kill you really travels without the fans breaking it up <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I would pay to be like have a direct line and yeah. listen to that place. Like somehow HBO just needs to get like a direct audio line, like how they had when they had twenty four seven for the Winter Classic, oh, and god. just let us hear all the shit. I'll pay for that subscription, like you hands want, down. You want to get hockey revenue back quicker? <laughs> Fucking sign that up! Like, let's yeah. go. I just want to hear all the shit. Like, fu- like you can edit it out, but like. If there's anything like super bad that you're like, that does not belong anywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need to know about how he's going to fuck his mom and <laughs> like, sister and shit like that. But it's like, <laughs> uh, dude, I'm so excited though. Like, there, it's that's going to bring the heat up just another fucking level too that like you'll never really see during playoffs because usually the fans kind of drown it out from the benches. Yeah. But the bench is going to be here, the other benches, <laughs> they're going to fucking go crazy. God, the only time I would love to have Pierre in between the glass just because just to see him like looking back and forth and everything and him yeah. doing really bad, like, well, he said this. And yeah, his face would probably turn like bright red. And he'd yeah. like, Whoa, shit. Like, you got to mute my mic right now. <laughs> um, oh, how did you, so how did you, so speaking of like all that gameplay setup and all that, how did you think like it was with Eddie Olchek and Pat Foley? Because they weren't there. Eddie Olchek's in yeah. Connecticut. Pat Foley is in Chicago. How do you think they did? Like, did you tell? I personally couldn't see, like, really any delay. Or yeah, I think like it was fine. It wasn't, like, super noticeable. Like, I didn't honestly even pay attention to that. Um, on that same note, though, it was really funny because I was watching the, like, all the goals from Wednesday on the NHL video. And it's hilarious because some of the audio calls, it's like the puck's clearly in the net, and then you hear the whistle, and, and he's like, Oh, and they scored. <laughs> You're like, are you watching the play? It's like, I feel like you don't know hockey if you don't know, like, oh, this play can be a goal. And it's like, yeah, that clearly went in. And then you're still waiting because you're like, oh, the ref's like now pointing at the net. It's like, oh, yeah, that went in. It's oh, like, that was that goal like, with Toronto, right? I don't know. Because there was a goal in Toronto that they didn't even know it went in. Nobody on the ice knew except for the for Wes McCauley. He was like pointing, and even like the Toronto, who's I forgot who was it that shot it. Even he looked, he was like, "Wait, really?" <laughs> like, oh, it was Kerfoot. Yeah, Kerfoot. Yeah, because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he thought he hit the crossbar. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, that was funny. That was it's so funny. Shit. But yeah, it's just it'll be weird. I think still, like it'll be noticeable at times, but like it's it'll be fine. The only thing I hope is that we don't get every single game Eddie Olchek twenty times. Well, folks, you know, we can't really do much about the camera angles. What you're seeing is what we're getting. Like, yeah. that was – I'm just like, oh, come on. We get it. Don't have to keep saying it. Like, I think, it'll, like, eventually somebody will be like, hey, Eddie, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonah Hill gif. Of, like, eh, cut up. it. <laughs> I don't know why, but when you said the Jonah Hill gif, I just started immediately thinking of him in, like, this is the end, and him just doing, yeah, yeah, the Aja noise. <laughs> Fucking – 
It's like, all right, I don't oh, know why God. you want to do that, but he's got like, so oh. many good gifts on that one too. <laughs> weed is tight. Weed is tight. Weed is tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good movie! Jonah Hill, Jpo, America's Sweetheart. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, moving um, on now. <laughs> yeah. Any, any. So, any, anything else you want to say about that exhibition game? Um. No. <laughs> I think yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was good to see that they, they finally beat the Blues this season, even though it's not counting at all. <laughs> oh, my God. The Blues social media was so salty about it, too. Yeah, whatever. Like, they were like, yeah. Two it was like, we're nothing. Way, Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> Arvidsson with an, and another nice goal. Um, but, yeah, they're St. Louis. Tweet out. They're like, eh, it doesn't count. And then I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, we well, lost. If it clearly – bothers you enough but whatever um all right so yeah let's uh we'll transition right into previewing uh edmonton versus chicago then Cha. so chicago holds the season record two and one against edmonton uh both wins that, came i was gonna say take that for whatever it is yeah if you Every... want to count it like they're technically the same teams but like all that is so long ago at this point you know <laughs> Yeah, so that you you brought that up good uh, a good point like that w- before we start recording was like yeah they talk about all this stuff but it's it's not the same season at all no. it's a it's, it's this is its own thing you can't count on what you saw during the regular season of 2019-2020. yeah I was saying like you're not even, you're not getting the same Kirby Doc that you had at the end of the season there like he he's a completely different player like you're not getting the same Kubalik from like the beginning of the season you're not getting the same like I mean, I would love to not get the same to bring it. I'd love to get the older one. Yeah. And just like fucking scores like crazy. But like stuff like that, like you can compare like the stuff, like their season stats, but who really fucking cares at this point? Because it's been four months since, or like three months, four months since we've like actually had the season. Um, so. Um, but so what take it what you will Hawks won three to one in Chicago they lost five to three in Edmonton and then they won four to three in Chicago some key things that have changed between now and when the season paused Mike Green uh, opted out so he's out of he's yeah right he opted out yeah he opted <laughs> out no because I'm looking at this is probably when they announced the thing that I'm looking at um, Dahan, yeah. Dahan's back. Uh, Hawks weren't expecting to have him until the beginning of this upcoming mm-hmm. season. So, basically, my my thing of watching. Did you watch the Edmonton game? Uh, a little bit. I watched like the first like half, where the, it was just kind of getting scrappy. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, so for what I got what I got from it was Eminem's power play is still really good. Yep. McDavid is still really good. Still really good. You, that hasn't changed. That's yeah, not gonna that change. Hasn't changed. <laughs> Chicago, if they want any chance in hell, they need to stay out of the box. Cannot take oh, penalties right, yeah. against this team. I don't even think that like the Hawks power play isn't not usually that good, but it's a good sign that we had on Wednesday was like they did score twice. Yeah. So before then, I would have been like, man, I hope there's no special teams because the Hawks power play was trash and <laughs> their penalty kill was terrible. And on the opposite hand, the Oilers power play is amazing 
and their penalty kill was amazing. It's like, let's just stay off the special teams like all together. But if let's the Hawks just want to start scoring on the power play. Like yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Can we just agree that like, you know we'll all be cool and just stay five on five the entire series? And there's no fucking way in hell that a series with Zach Cassian <laughs> is going to have zero penalties. Yeah, I think. What worries me about the Hawks is that they're going to have nine, I believe it's nine skaters with zero playoff experience going in. So don't like the Oilers have probably more. No, I know. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I can't, I can't exactly think why I'm like, that bothers me a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that this is going to be a lot closer than people are getting credit for. I think that Chicago, because the people that do have experience on their team, they are the guys that are going to be the difference maker and mm-hmm. they're the type of guys that are going to make everybody around them better. So I definitely can see the Hawks pushing this, you know, pushing the Oilers to the brink. Oh, absolutely. Like I, the craziest thing to me in my like super biased head is that I can see the Hawks just breaking them down and like, frustrating them basically because like you ha- if you have if you are sorry if you're able to keep mcdavid and dry off the score sheet from even just the first game that's gonna fuck with them so hard mentally if you do it a second game then they're broken and third game would just be an easy fucking grab and the hawks could do that <laughs> like they could they could sweep i don't know how plausible it is <laughs> but fuck man like that's what i'm saying like they've done it before like during the season, like we said, which like it doesn't matter at this point, but they showed that they could they can shut down Connor McDavid, and they could shut down Leon Dreisaitl, and if they can successfully do that again, like you have a good chance at fucking winning it. Here's like here, I, again, like you said, the ultimate bias or not, looking at like comparing the teams, Edmonton Oilers, it's McDavid, Dreisaitl. And then see that's where I think that the thing where that could be that, a huge difference maker yeah. is how good Kyler Yamamoto plays. Yeah, because he can be like sneaky fucking real good during the series, or because it's like his also it's his first like playoff experience as well. Maybe he doesn't show up. You know, that's one of those things where you were saying like you're nervous about having the Hawks have nine players that never played in the playoffs. It's like yeah the. Oilers have like this similar kind of situation. Because yeah. then same thing with Doc. It's like yeah. you know, he's showing great signs and he can potentially tear it up and be really sneaky, good, and all that kind of stuff too. But it's like they Hawks, you can make a case for at least one guy on each tour line that can be a difference maker out there. Yeah. The defense is suspect as usual. I mean, I still like I still think and not sold on our defense. Like just give it a few years. No, I know, but like it, that's the, that's the thing. It's like they're in that weird limbo situation where it's like you have that mix of what was good, you have the mix of what's going to be good. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, is it going to gel? <laughs> is it going to be actually good right now? Yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's the thing too. Is, yeah. I mean, I don't I haven't looked into the Oilers as much, so I don't know how their defensive players are. I think I think the other thing when it comes down to like goaltending, it's like I'm going Crawford ten times out of ten over Miko Koskinen or Mike Smith. Yeah, I think yeah, if a healthy Crawford, 
is gonna blow either of those guys out of the water. He can steal. He can steal two games. He, yeah. Maybe even three easily. And I don't see that happening for either Edmonton goalie. It's like they're gonna have to like absolutely fucking shit kick us to win. I think. But then, yeah, but that, like you said, yeah, there. And then on the flip side of everything is as much as you can see the Hawks stealing everything, like especially if they play the way the Hawks can play and to their potential, we've also seen the Hawks play really fucking bad. The inconsistencies have been yeah, like, all throughout the season. Like, it's going to take one, you know, one Connor McDavid goal that I think is just going to be, oh, Dude, it's good. it'll Fuck. take like two power plays in a row where they score on both of them, and it's like, okay, we have forty-five minutes left in this game. Fuck me. <laughs> that clip you sent of McDavid in slow motion, just how easy he fucking made that goal look with the, yeah. the no look, <laughs> and he just slides it five hole. Yeah, like he makes everybody think that he's gonna he's looking back for a pass, and then just shoots it without looking, and you're like, why? <laughs> Then, Why do you have to be this good? Yeah. But also the other thing too is like he scored that on Cam Talbot. So, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so, so. It's like it's it's you're really betting on if is Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale going to put this team on their backs and carry them to the promised land, or is the it's overall experience and a little bit more depth of the Blackhawks going to be able to step up and and make make people believe that they they're still a threat to to win a cup yeah i think like that's that's what it is it's a huge thing is like what can the hawks produce when neither of those guys are on the ice they're gonna have to take advantage of it yeah i think Um, honestly i can't even tell you who the hell is on their third and fourth lines I yeah, I can't like Nugent Hopkins is like a guy that I think of. I thought he was playing with like Dry Sidle or something recently, and Yamamoto's on one of their lines, and like James. Those Neal. Are, James Neal, I forgot he's on that team. See, see, I I know like four guys that are on their actual and team. And Cassian, okay. and that's like that. That's two lines though. Like who the fuck else is on their team? Uh, well, let's pull up real quick. Yeah. Well. Oh, they have Ethan Ethanasio. I remember they just traded for him like at the trade deadline. Oh my god! And the amount of times watching games, these at switching games, I mean, like, when the fuck did he get put on that? Like, did he go on that team? Like, so I forgot yeah. so many trades. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's fucking weird. Uh, it's be funny. Yeah, let me know who. Like on defense, they have Chris Russell. They have. Ethan Bear, Darnell Nurse. Also, that was really cool in the exhibition game that Ethan Bear was able to wear um, his native Cree like yeah, spelling of his that name was awesome. on his jersey. I wasn't sure if that was just going to be like a during the warm ups or something like that because like that's what they usually do. But that was really neat. That's on something too. I know we kind of we're spitballing that idea. Is something the Hawks can do too for awareness. Yeah, but but it's, it's pushing it. Was like yeah. none of those players are Native Americans. Right. So like, yeah. Mm-mm. Maybe and not. Also, like, would you even have like an actual spelling in like soccer or, or anything like that for the players' actual names? Yeah, I don't know, but so so. Do you think there's any concern too with Carlton behind the bench? You know, just being so young and inexperienced in this type of situation, or do you just think it's like 
just like everything else, it's just such a weird situation that anything can really happen. I think it's just such a weird situation. Anything's really able to happen here. They have oh, they have Tyler Ennis. <laughs> oh yeah. Forgot about that. yeah. I don't really like none of these guys are really all that sticking out to me. So like Riley Shahan. Let's see, Joachim Nygaard, but I don't know. Like Ryan McLeod, Cooper Meredy, Ju- Juhar Kyra, Gaten Haas. Oh, they have Alex Chasen, Josh Archibald. I that's what like just looking at this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, if you are able to produce while McDavid and Drysaddle are not on the ice, and then you can somehow just shut them down or keep them as a minimal impact, like, the Hawks will be good. Who do you, who do you put up against those guys? Like, what players do you want there? Because well, Camp, Camp did a great job against McDavid. Um, and I think when... McDavid's on the ice, like you gotta keep like Keith and, and Boquist out there. Unfortunately. <laughs> like even even though they'll probably help drive the offense, like you need to have like at least some speed or something to like you can't just have him blowing past everybody, you know, like that's gonna fuck shit up. And then I think you probably put Taze's line against Drysidle. And then hopefully you can get Kaner matched up against one of their third and fourth lines. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a coach, though. You know? Right, yeah. Huh. I'm just here doing what I would do in NHL 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you ready to make your prediction on this series? I mean, my heart says Hawks in five. So we'll go with your official one that was getting posted yeah. that you originally put, and then we'll – My heart says Hawks in five. My brain says – Oilers probably in like five, and that's being generous. It might be like four, hopefully not three. So Tanner took Hawks in five. That was yeah, his official that's what I want. Submission. That's what I want so bad. I'm taking the Oilers in five. Actually, I want Hawks in three really yeah. badly, but <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I think they're likely to lose at least one. Yeah, I yeah I'm taking the Oilers in five. I think that the Hawks are going to surprise. I think because everybody is just ridden the Hawks off in this series, and from what I've saw in the in the game against St. Louis, what I know this team could do when they're everything's clicking, I think they push them. I think they I really think they can push them to to five games. Hopefully, hopefully that goes their way. But um, Noli. Noli also took the Oilers in five, and he also wanted to make note that he's saying the Oilers in five and the Hawks winning first overall. Yeah. The Hawks are going to win first overall if they lose this series. Yeah. And it's going to drive so many people crazy, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And the listeners, you, have selected the Chicago Blackhawks to win this series. 76% of you selected the Blackhawks. I wonder who our listeners are fans of. Definitely a hard bias there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I heard we're huge at Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Aren't we huge oh. in, like, Vietnam? Yeah, we're the number two <laughs> hockey podcast in Vietnam, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's hilarious. go. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Taking over you... the Asian market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where do you, where do you want to head next? Uh, let's keep it in the West, huh? Yeah, let's do the we'll – finish out the West. Let's uh... – 
should we oh yeah i was gonna say should we start with the blues because we played them but no they're not in the so let's go let's go nashville arizona yeah let's do that so head-to-head this series is tied one-to-one again Uh, doesn't matter doesn't matter (laughs) but coyotes won five to two and the predators won three to two the is that first game where they won five to two pre taylor hall that was october 17th yeah. So, yeah. So when did they get trade? When did they ex- get Taylor Hall? Was that November? I think that was November. Well, back when like Arizona was doing really well before they started playing terribly with Taylor Hall. And then he got traded to them, and everything went downhill. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. I can't pull anything up. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just, I'm I'm thinking that's when it happened. Um. Yeah. I mean. This is going to be a weird series. <laughs> this It'll series is getting put on USA Network. Yeah. So it's that's usually the channel for the games that they don't really, really care about. Um, but I don't know. Who's playing in goal right now for the Predators? Do you know? And right now, now? Yeah, like are they going with Soros? I think so. They, if they're going with Soros, that'll be interesting. Because like if Soros doesn't play well and you, you put in Pecorini, it's like which Pecker are you getting? <laughs> it's like what's really cool, yeah. What's really cool about this series, it's like you got two teams that have two both have two really good goalies like setups. Pecorine, you know, is a little hit or miss as of now, but he's still when he's on, he's on. Um then you got was it Darcy Temper. Temper and Auntie Ratna. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's the that's the kind of cool thing. It's like if a goalie doesn't play so well, like I think Arizona has a better goalie tandem. Yeah, definitely. Where if Ranta's not playing hot, Temper can come in and he was playing really well during throughout or like throughout the season. Everybody and, talks about how they have the best that everybody hands down they're the best tandem in the league. Yeah. And then I think Soros was starting the exhibition game, so it looks like he'll probably get the start. It, would, it said that he was he was playing 14 of the last 18 games before the season stopped. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see if he is a playoff player, you know. It'll be crazy to see. I think it comes down to, like, which team is hungrier, obviously. But, like, Arizona is not, like, a perennial playoff team, and Nashville is – I think their window is almost closing soon. Like you guys, Nashville get... has to win now. Yeah, they have to. And I mean, and then you, like I said, Arizona. You have Taylor Hall, who wants to really, really wants to play in the playoffs. Like he had four games in Jersey against Tampa. They just got like swept like a couple yeah. of years ago, and then, I mean, you got Phil Kessel, who's been all the way a couple times. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, Two-time not a big Stanley deal. Stanley Cup champion. Um, yeah, I feel like Arizona still got a fairly young team. They have a like they really do have an exciting, an exciting roster. Like they kind of have that roster that's built the way like the Vegas. Like they they have the better like the misfit misfits kind of than, than yeah. Vegas does. Um, Christian Dvorak. Uh, Nick Schmaltz, 
what can Derek Stefan do? How's he gonna play? Clayton Keller. Yeah. When he's on, he's on. Like they have that's like the thing. Like they they started so hot last year. And then maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're like a good like a hot starting team and like technically this is kind of almost like a new season and like maybe they'll come out like fucking firing like crazy. Yeah. Do they they didn't play their exhibition game yet? They played tonight, right? They played tonight against Vegas. Oh, yeah. That'll be a good, like, exhibition game for them to get started, too. Yeah, it'll be Going fun. Going against too. a really good team like that. So, I think Nashville's going to they're gonna have to watch out. I mean, they're playing Dallas right now and fucking up 2 nothing. Yeah, but I always feel like – so, I'm starting to notice, too, with all these round-robin teams, I feel like they're just not as putting as much effort. Flyers were the only one that I saw that really, like, came out playing. Yeah, they really hate Pittsburgh, though. (laughs) They really fucking hate them. Yeah, and I think you're right, too. A lot of those round-robin teams, I think, are more or less, like, let's make sure everybody's healthy for when the playoffs truly start. Like, don't fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Um, So, prediction time? I chose Arizona in five. Yeah, that's across the board. I took Arizona five. Noli took Arizona five. And the Benders listeners – 59% 59% of you took Arizona. I think that also just goes into the fact that, like, I think their goaltending is going to be what helps them the most. And they're wearing the Katina jerseys when they're the home team. That's sick. That's right there. I, I don't know. We'll see. This, like, the series doesn't seem as interesting to me as, like, a lot of the other ones. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it doesn't, but it's definitely, like, one of those, like, if Arizona can pull it off – and like say the Hawks get knocked out, it's like, okay, I'm gonna throw my head, I think, in the Arizona ring for out of the West. Like Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But all right, so then let's go to the other central team. Minnesota well, I guess there's one each series, so we'll go Minnesota, Vancouver <laughs> for this next one. Minnesota versus yeah. Vancouver. Oh boy. So you got Vancouver, who has got some of the most exciting young players. Yep. And then you got Vancouver has like, yeah. Oh my god, dude! Elias Patterson, Brock Besser, and Quinn oh, Hughes. God. It's gonna be. I feel. I hate. It's gonna be good. I hate that they're like. It's like always like I always find myself really like liking players that are on teams that were supposedly used to be or were supposed oh, yeah. to be Blackhawk rivals. Yeah. I mean, always sell that. It's it, it, like, I think the problem with that is the way they switched up the, the playoff format. Yeah. Cause like it, there was those so many years in a row where we played either Vancouver or Calgary and you're like, fuck yeah, this is how a rivalry starts. Even though it's not in the same division, same conference, it's like something you can get up for. And like, you're always going to have the rivalries in your division. Like you play them so fucking much. Right. But I didn't, I forgot that Vancouver lost to Winnipeg. So they're, the Hawks aren't the only lower-seeded team to uh, win their exhibition game. Right? What's Dude, Winnipeg ranked? Winnipeg is ninth. Fly, and they're playing the Flames, who are eighth. Oh. Vancouver seven. Oh, you were talking about the lowest seed. Oh, okay, yeah. lower seeds. Okay. Yeah, I was just looking at the score from last night. Um, but, yeah, like – this I don't is know. Like, team. Minnesota doesn't fucking impress me, ever. That's why I always call them the mild. 
<laughs> that's like the perfect way to like describe them. <laughs> like if it wasn't for the fact that they somehow make it to the playoffs every year or they're like in that hunt every year, they would literally be the most irrelevant team in the league, I feel like. They're they're so middling. They're always going to get like a middle-ish draft pick and be like a maybe playoff team. <laughs> and it's like I'm never scared of the wild. I think it might also just have to be because, like, we did whoop their ass three years in a row in the playoffs. <laughs> Six games, five games, four games, fucking nasty. <laughs> but, I mean, any any hockey podcast you listen to, when Minnesota gets brought up, everybody is, says the same thing. They're just like, I don't have opinion on them because I don't know what they are. It's fucking, what is it? Um Oh my God, Thanos meme! Yeah, Minnesota, you took everything from me. I don't yeah. even know who you are. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't see how the Canucks can lose this series. I'm like, like looking at the roster, and I'm trying to even think. Like, I'm like, oh, this would have been a good team like X amount of years ago. But then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, no, I think they would be the exact same position as they were. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I feel like the firepower on the Canucks is just gonna be too much. Between I, even, that, I forgot they get like Tyler Toffoli too. Yeah. But um, like having Quinn Hughes is gonna be huge. Like Minnesota's best like part is, or best asset is their defense. But like I think that if the Canucks can score two goals, they'll probably win the game. <laughs> like I didn't know I had the same birthday as Markstrom. That's really cool. Oh, dude, let's put that in the file of who cares. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, just no, I'm, looking, I'm looking at their goalies right now because I couldn't remember if he was – like, because I know he's got the contract situation, but, like, Markstrom, yeah. like, he's turned out to be good. Like, yeah. That's why he was, he was on the All-Star team. He's yeah, pretty, he, pretty damn good. yeah, he – yeah, him alone, I think, would steal the series for Vancouver. But then, like you said, you had – that Vancouver is going to be coming at you in every parts part of the ice. I mm-hmm. yeah, Vancouver's got this. I took them in three. I took them in three as well. Noli took them in four, and the listeners fifty nine percent took Vancouver, which way too close. So that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I think listeners, that also might just be some leftover hate of Vancouver, probably. That's true too. But it's also against the Wild. Like fuck the Wild, man. Like, the the reason I hated the Canucks back like was because of like Luongo, Bieksa, Kessler, which is so funny and too. Burrows, it's like, like fuck that. Like, I hated, not I hated Vancouver. Anymore. Hated Vancouver because of Luongo, but then I also absolutely love Luongo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the weirdest thing. It's like as what? soon as he was off of Vancouver, I was like, dude, this guy's amazing. He's fucking this shit. Like, fucking Borat, man. Yeah. Oh god. That's so fucking good. Last last matchup in the West, you got the Calgary Flames versus the Winnipeg Jets. Fajoom. Fajoom. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, watching the Flames against the Oilers, yeah. the Flames just looked bad. Yeah, the highlights for that was not good. I feel like they just haven't – they didn't do anything this year. Like, I – I don't know. I don't know how they had thirty six wins. Like, cause they don't impress me, <laughs> and it's not like I have to be impressed by them. It doesn't matter. Like, they got thirty six wins, but like watching them play the Oilers, you're like, 
The Oilers could just look like they're going to smoke them. 16-13-4 and four at home, 20-40-3 and three on the road. Nothing that matters, but it's just like pretty good away team, so they might be able to do something in like the away environment. Oh, you know what was also really funny? When they had their exhibition game, the Flames were the home team, so they were supposed to use the Oilers locker room, and they refused to use the Oilers locker room. That, that's been so funny, too. Like I love that they're not letting – Edmonton and Toronto used their locker room, so all of Toronto's fans were throwing a fit because Montreal was using it there. And Pasternak was in the the Leafs locker room for like a skate or something, and there's a picture of him, and they crossed out the the Leafs logo on the bottom of the bench. Yep. Like I fucking love that. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, back to Flames and Winnipeg. Yeah, um, Winnipeg, I think, is going to just destroy them i i don't even know what i took him in i took him in four i think yeah you took him in four i can see them four across the board three i can see them winning in three actually because see the, I, the flames don't have the goaltending and the i feel like this whole season like who's the leading scorer on the flames right now like like who who did good like last was it last year that goudreau had like 100 points because Hugh was garbage this year because I got him. He hasn't in done shit. Yeah, I got him in fancy and I was all excited because he's they coming had, on oh, that big year. They had they had like a five headed dragon last year of like Kachuk, Lindholm, Gaudreau, Giordano, and um, where's fuck it, Monahan, and they were all like like huge scorers. And then I don't feel like anybody fucking did shit this year. Kachuk had sixty one points. Gaudreau had fifty eight. Lindholm had fifty four. Monahan had forty eight. That's their top four. Really? Backlund had 45. So that's their top five. And then drops down to 32. Lindholm had almost 30 goals. I had no idea. I don't even know, man. I don't know. Like like I said, they just don't even – there's nothing that, like, is scary or impressive about them. Like, they can't even, like, use the, the Kachuk, like, edge factor because I just feel like – Winnipeg just doesn't bite into that type of game. Like they don't let like the mental aspect of it. Yeah. I don't think they have anybody like overly aggressive. It's too bad that Winnipeg doesn't have Bufflin because oh shit. Can you imagine Kachuk trying to get in Bufflin's head and Kachuk and Bufflin just tossing him around like a fucking rag? I will always think about that gif where he's like in the corner tied up with a guy and he looks directly <laughs> at the camera like what is, like what's going on? Just gives him the smirk like yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I, th- I think that like Winnipeg's just going to be too good. Hellebuck alone is just gonna. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, and then like Mark Shifley is just an unreal, unreal player. Blake Wheeler's still up there. They got Patrick Laine, Nikolai Ehlers. It's like, I fucking feel like I'm missing somebody. Right. <laughs> Test two. Adam Lowry, <laughs> Mark oh, Adam Lowry, Lowry. Yeah, they have like they're like even their depth. I think is going to be like much better too. And what's impressive, what they were able to do, like be a playoff team, because they have no defense. Like their defense. Kyle is Connor no- is who I'm fucking missing, dude. Sorry to interrupt <laughs> you, but like he scored almost forty goals, and he's fucking good. Like, yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um. Yeah, but their defense, they have their defense is full of nobodies. Like Yeah, but they, they, they fucking pulled it off this year. I know. Like that's what's so impressive about it. Like because Hellebuck. Yeah. Bucky. Um, yeah, so it was 
Best Winni- the nominee. Yeah, Winnipeg in four across the board. 55% of the listeners picked Winnipeg as well. Um, I'm with you, though, too. I, pook, I took four because I'm always like, ah, you know what? I always think a team can steal a game. Yeah, there's it's, not many. It's there's hard not to many win three in a row. Yeah, there's not many teams. Especially when you get to the playoffs, like, yeah, it's possible to get swept, but you're in the playoffs for a reason. Yeah. So everybody has a chance to steal a game. That's why I took four. Um, any, any more predictions out of the West? Um, do you want to try and predict like what the round robin will look like? Cause I think that Colorado is going to end up with the f- number one seed. Yeah, we can do that. Um, honestly, like watching Colo- Nate, Nate McKinnon the last couple seasons in the playoffs and like finally having a team that's like kind of rallying around him and he doesn't have to do it all himself and he probably will still play like it's going to be all by himself. He's going to probably help Colorado win three games in the fucking round robin. And having him a car with full experience, mm-hmm. like a full year under his belt. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, he came in last year in the playoffs and looked good. Colorado's going to be nasty. I think it's going to go Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, Dallas. Yeah, I might flip. Depending, like I how I said, like if the if St. Louis actually fucking turns it on, because like they look like they had it completely off. Yeah, and like are able to like play well in the round robin. I can see them being two. If not, fuck man, they might be three or four. But same with like Vegas before Dallas though. The only thing with Vegas too is that Pacioretty might not be playing. So it's okay. But then again, Vegas, it's like, Vegas has always had somebody step up, which is crazy. They, yeah, their entire MO is we make no sense and we just win. So <laughs> we got Mark Stone now, so we're good. Yeah. So all right, let's uh let's head east. Let's head out east, huh? Let's go for what we think is probably gonna be the biggest shit show of the entire qualifier for the Easter Conference. Pittsburgh, uh, Montreal. Oh yeah. yes. head to head, Pittsburgh was up two to one. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I think the Penguins are just going to shit down the Montreal's throat. <laughs> I think every game is going to be a struggle for Carey Price. Yeah, because it's literally going to be Carey Price versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, it like they didn't even – they didn't look good at all versus Toronto. And they still scored two goals. It was just like, what? <laughs> like, Toronto, what are you doing? I even I think I turned off that game at that point when they scored because it was just Toronto shitting on them. Yeah, I think they might have scored a shorty. I got I'm trying to remember. No, t- I know Tatar scored. Let's I don't know who see. scored the other one. Tatar and Paul Byron. That's who scored. I want to. I want to make sure that it wasn't a shorty. Either way, like Toronto was just all over them, and like did not make anything easy at all. That doesn't tell me. And, and I mean Pittsburgh, they lost their their exhibition game, but they were kind of like you're like I don't know if you watched that game, but mm-hmm. it was like it was like a slow build up for them. Like they, as the game once like the third period hit, you saw Malkin was like playing Malkin and all that kind of stuff. It was their slow build up, and it's kind of hard. It's like. Like with Kane, you have Kane and Taves. You don't bet against a team that has got Kane and Taves. You don't bet against a team that's got Sidney Crosby and Malkin. No. Like, 
It's yeah. It's uh, it also. I was gonna say. I forgot about this. Toronto scored thirty three seconds into that game. Too. Oh yeah, it was stupid. Like, fast. Oh god. Yeah. It, well, the other thing too is even though Pittsburgh lost, like they were playing Philly, and like that's gonna be a great game no matter what. Right. Yeah. Like those teams can be shit, and they're gonna. It's gonna be a fucking great game. But both teams are really good, and they win overtime. Yeah, I mean, playoff Crosby, playoff Malkin, playoff Latang. The only question really with Pittsburgh is who's their goalie. But, but I mean, it's not and it's, it's not that bad. Yeah, and it's just who's going to – That's kind of like – that was their issue when they won the cup. <laughs> like, that's like – Flurry's not playing well, or Flurry got hurt, and it's like, well, let's toss Jari in there. Like, oh, he's not doing too well. All right, toss Murray in there. All right, he's sticking. Cool, cool. I hate that I'm about to say this, but it's getting to a point where goalies are so good in this league now that it's becoming very hard. To, they're still irrelevant because you can still win with a bad goalie. And I will prove – I mean, I will laugh my ass off. No, <laughs> I'll prove it when a team wins the cup with an okay goalie. But it's just – you're seeing these teams, and it's like – just the parody across the league that multiple teams are having multiple good goalies. Mm. And I don't know. So um, I took, I originally took Pittsburgh in four because I thought Carey Price is going to steal them a game. But now the more that I think about it, I don't think anybody can steal a game for the Montreal Canadiens. Big oof. Like, Noli I mean, took Noli took good, him in four as well. It's good for the Canadians that they're in the in the playing round because when they lose, they get a shot at first overall. <laughs> like if they weren't, they probably wouldn't get first overall in the first place. So now, but I mean, now they are what one or one or nine? Yes. If you were if they Maybe. were the yeah, because there's eight through the draft lottery, the first part. <laughs> Montreal would have been better for them, I think, to miss it and have a chance to move up to maybe two, maybe three, have a chance at a top five then. Right. But, yeah, so you took uh, Pittsburgh in three. Absolutely. And the 90% of the listeners took Pittsburgh as well. There's 10% that think that Montreal is going to pull it out. Yeah. You know what's going to be crazy is when that 10% is right and the fucking Canadians end up sweeping Pittsburgh. And it's just like – this is why we don't know anything about hockey for real. Yeah. So here, so so with that being said, and based on what we've talked about before we start recording, we'll go to Toronto and Columbus, another series that can easily go against everything we predict. Yeah. Because <laughs> Columbus did it last year, and I don't know why I chose Toronto like so easily. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, Toronto's got this, and it's like, no, dumb is head. It? This is exactly what happened last year with Tampa, like. Is it safe to say that there is no team in this playoff qualifier? We'll say qualifier, even the playoff. Well, maybe no. We'll stick with qualifier that has more pressure on them to win than the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, you don't, <laughs> I don't think, think that. So. You don't think who do you think has more pressure? No, no, no. I don't think there. I don't think there is a team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you were saying that for a little bit, so I was like, wait, all right. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's no like. This team has been. Knocked out, what was it three straight years? Two straight years? Yeah, two or three. Against it, 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 it all blends together at this yeah. point. Like so game seven, you have this team that's well in cap hell, especially now with the flat cap sticking around, paying so much money to these guys. And if they lose in the qualifying round again, not even. 
in the first round this time. Yeah. What what does that team do? I don't know. Or do you think at that point you think Dubis's line is on the job? Job is on the line? Yeah. Oh, did I say line, line is, is on, on the, the job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, 100%. I yeah. think everybody in that is uh, jobs on the line in that situation. Line is on the job. Yeah, yeah line is on the job. Yeah, I mean, you got to make you, – would you, you'd have to trade somebody because, like, clearly just being so stacked up front isn't working. I was talking to Frank from Hockey Illuminati a little bit mm-hmm. and seeing his input, and his concern is with Freddie Anderson because as much as they trust him, he always starts the season so slow. Oh, really? So, yeah, so kind of what we're saying, like with Arizona, how they started hot, maybe this is good for them. Well, this is a whole new season again. Is Freddie Anderson going to start slow? That's one of the things that's crazy because, like, that's what I I would take more into account is, like, how teams start at the beginning of the season recently versus how they did throughout the season because it's basically a whole new one. They do have a good insurance plan with Campbell as the backup they brought him in when Freddie got hurt. And, but at the same time though, Columbus, a team that shouldn't be good. John Tortorella, baby. God, this team could easily win. They can, they can really do it. And that's yep. what's fucking insane. And why did I take Toronto so easily? Too? And you got in, in Columbus, you have everybody that uh, is healthy now too. Oh yeah. Columbus probably. That was in the best. Like we're talking about teams that benefit the most from this pause and come back. Columbus has got to be up there. Yeah. yeah, Seth Jones, he's going to be back. Bjorkstrand is going to be back. Corpus um, is Josh Anderson completely healthy too? I think he's with the team. I think like he's on the roster. He's up there with them. I think they're kind of like going as uh, he. They're playing tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, they're playing Boston in, in yeah at six. I want to say I think I heard that they're gonna play him in there to kind of see how he go how he is. I could be wrong on that though, but it's gonna be. I mean, the Columbus team was playing really well, and they were doing it with like a lot of backups, <laughs> especially like when Corpusalo went down and Merzlikas came in and it's just like yeah, I'll just take over. It's fine. Yeah. Like, no worries. He leads the league in shutouts. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard fought series. It's gonna be a really exciting one, I think. Actually, I I want to change my answer of Toronto in four. Well, yeah, it's I'm gonna change it to someone in five. <laughs> <laughs> I took him in five. I took Leafs in five. Noli took Leafs in five, and seventy six percent of the listeners took the Leafs. We are all idiots, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Like, Noli definitely, really definitely went with his heart on that one. Yeah. I went with, I don't know. It's like, like the bad. Leafs, like who should win? The Leafs, Leafs should win. Yeah. Are they going to? I don't know, man. <laughs> they might just, not. <laughs> the thing is, we'll kill him. Just thinking about this now, it's like the Leafs are so good that there should be no reason that this team, that the roster that they have, it should be a question if they're going to make it pass a team that wasn't going to be in the playoffs this is tampa 2.0 i know but that's what i'm saying like it's insane that like that, that's even a question if this team is going to be yeah good and to i win. think if it was if it was maybe some other teams 
like fuck if it was florida versus toronto i'd be like toronto easy yeah if it was the islanders versus toronto I'd be like toronto like all this shit but it's columbus and columbus fucking pulled this shit last year <laughs> and it's like okay well they can actually do it again because they've already fucking done it and that would be so it's like columbus went from being like not able to win a playoff game or a, let alone a series to the completely changing everything with last year and being like, well, Columbus can just say fuck you to that and completely shit down your head. I love Columbus. I really do. Like, yeah. That's what everything I about Jersey. them. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck, I kind of, I think I talked myself into wanting Columbus to win. That's why I said someone in five, man. <laughs> I like it both. All right. Where do you want to head next? Um, Fucking, let's save the Rangers. So right. Toronto or what? <laughs> the Islanders, Islanders. Florida. Yep. This is gonna be some boring hockey, I think. It's. I mean, I don't know if it'll be boring. <laughs> the Islanders are are pretty good defensively still. I think I honestly haven't fucking paid attention to the Islanders at all this season. Well, they are up three and zero on this series. Well, in, in the season series. Yeah. Um, Torts, man, just has what he does. Does what he does. He, he goes and he just makes these teams play around his image. And yep. it gets the job done. This. Let me pull the rest. Islanders were, had the ninth best goals against average. So still pretty good defensively. Is Varmalov still their guy? Yeah. They still have Varlamov and uh, Grice. Grice. And, like, that's another, like, pretty solid tandem that's, like, I think a little bit under the radar. Grice has always kind of been, like, the 1B to somebody the past, like, few years. Um, and then, what is it? Who are they, who are they playing again? <laughs> the Florida Panthers. Yeah, the, oh, the Panthers. Oh, my God. They have the third worst goals against average in the league. Because Man, aren't you glad you stop a beach ball? Yeah, couldn't you? Aren't you glad you spent was it eleven million dollars for seven years on a this fucking goalie? Yeah, but then again, Florida Panthers have the sixth best goals for per game. And let's see they, what the Islanders are. Islanders are twenty second. Okay, oh, I'm just looking at like the team stats now, and it's really funny. The Islanders are so like they could they can win or lose every fucking game because they literally score 2.78 goals for per game and they let in 2.79 goals against per game it's like you're either gonna win three to two or you're gonna lose three to two (laughs) that's what the islanders do apparently see florida florida on paper I think they have a very underrated offense. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, what do you expect when you got Barkoff, who's like one of the most underrated players in the league? Huberto is even more underrated on that team now. Yeah. Because he's, he's been leading the team the last couple – or this season and maybe the year before. He had like 95 points last year, I think. I mean, or 92. Mike, Mike Hoffman, too, is – his shot is just so good. When he gets down – the only reason with him is he's kind of slowed up a bit. So yeah. he, he needs that, that time to get that shot off. But when he does, oh, baby, look out. 
Um, who else? Yeah, Huberto had 92 last year, and I think he led their team this year with 78. Like, he's so good. They got Yandel on the back end. Just the sonk, man. Sonking away. But he's he's great for a power play. Which, talking to our good buddy Rossi, who covers the, the Panthers for Hockey Buzz, he does not like Yandel. He's no. like he's the biggest liability on the back end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely, he's a power yeah. play quarterback. Oh, one hundred percent. He's like the Eric Gustafson. Also, Gustafson got destroyed by Cassian. Oh, by Cassian, yeah. Lost his bucket and then got a penalty for not getting off the ice like as soon like soon enough. It was so funny. Oh yeah, I forgot that's a rule now. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, Florida just doesn't really have like any like big names. That like jump out and be like that guy can be a difference maker besides like Barkov and Huberto. I, but I don't know. It's another team, kind of like the Flames, where I'm not impressed. (laughs) I'm not impressed with the Islanders roster though either. Like that's that's the that's the the other thing too. No, they have like the Islanders have a bunch of guys that are going to be really good, but they're just not there yet. Marzell, man. Yeah, like cool. Like you're such a defensive team, you know. Like, yeah, Sebastian Aho, man. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's gonna probably be like my series that I don't really pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I would love. For, I I like. Uh, Florida, just because of Q, like I, yeah, I, I like you to do. I this. like the time when Q had his couple defensemen playing the fourth line, and they fucking had like three points in one game. God, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the greatest. This is Nola, a battle. Nola yeah. Chari had two hat tricks in a row. Like, this is the battle of coaches. I wish were the Blackhawks coach. Yeah, Johnson Quenville. Yeah, um, but funny, we're talking all this shit about it, and me and you both took Florida in five. Mm-hmm. Noli took the Islanders in four, and fifty-two percent of the listeners took Florida. Fifty-two, it's yeah. really close. I think everybody was probably like, I mean, I don't know, let's flip a coin. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like the Arizona Nashville series of the East for me. Like, yeah, absolutely. I I, I would be happy if a if if a team wins, but I'm like at the same time, I'm not gonna <laughs> be happy if way. a team wins. No, like, like yeah, a team's gonna win. <laughs> like I'd be no, like I'd be happy if Florida won, but I'm not okay, going. Yeah, out of, yeah. I'm not going out of my way to watch it. Where I'd be happy yeah. if if Arizona wins, but I'm not going out of my way to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why. Yeah. We'll see right. what happens. Hopefully, Let's, it's exciting. Yeah. I think it's gonna be exciting hockey. I just don't think it's gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be like boring exciting. Like, is it pretty, like a is it like a rematch of like the last time the Islanders won like the first round? Yeah, isn't that what it was? Yep, it's against Florida. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pay attention to that series at that time, and I'm not gonna pay very much attention to this one. No, but. the only reason I remember that is because when people were talking about how Tavares didn't deserve money he got, they're like, "Oh, he only beat one series, and it was against Florida." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There so, you go. Um, the last matchup that I think over the time since it's been announced and we've been talking about it is probably one that we are all most excited for. Yes. And it's the one that gets to start out the actual like play in round two. The New York Rangers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, or Timmy. All about it. (laughs) 
Artemi Panarin is so great. Take it away, man. Just take it away. He is, I've, I mean, my fucking favorite for the heart. And he has my heart. Because, <laughs> dude, that, that, that high kick, Sully, I need every single game. Like, every period. They're just so electric to watch. Well, the other crazy thing, too, is, like, I love – I, like, kind of enjoy watching Carolina play because I think Svechnikov is, like, so unreal offensively. I think it's just going to be a crazy offensive, like, just showdown. The thing is, like, Carolina does have, like, a little bit of an edge defensively. But Carolina kind of also has question marks in goal. And <laughs> the Rangers have – three fucking goalies like, <laughs> yeah we'll just go whatever you need us like it's fucking gonna be great yeah carolina loaded up their back end at the trade deadline yeah they picked up uh they picked they picked up brady shea from the rangers and sammy vatnin when they already have like what they have pesci they have oh slavin Christ, slavin um Fucking, hey, I am strong. Is Aiden playing yet, or is he still kind of like one of those? I think he was. I'm just drawing Dougie, so yeah. many blanks. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton. Jake Gardner. Jake. <laughs> yeah. They just have – they're like, you know what would be cool? If we just had all of our scoring come from our back end. <laughs> they're going almost – TVR. Like Nashville pro- approach. Yeah, why do they – they have like 15 defensemen. They have so many defensemen. Um, Joel Edmondson. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah. But then they also like have that unreal forwards in Aho, Terravine, and Sveshnikov. And Net and Martin Netches had a good season too. Nino Ryder too. He was like his rookie Same. year. Nino Niederreiter, forgot they picked him up. Oh, was that but last that, year? That was last year though. Yeah, but I mean he's they got far at Vincent Torchak. They got Zingle over the offseason. Fuck, man. Yeah, Carolina's kind of like stacked with solid players. And then Carolina, like, look, just look at the date of birth on their roster. They are going to be so good as long as, like, they, if I don't know what their cap situation is, and I'm not going down that route for this episode. <laughs> Oh, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if they can stay in a good cap situation where they can keep a good core of these guys. I know those defensemen, they're not going to be able to save, keep all those defensemen. Well, no fucking way. But it's like they have a potential to be really fucking good. Well, after this year, Edmondson, Vatnin, Van Riemsdyk, and Hayden Fleury need contracts. As Hayden well Fleury's an RFA, as- right? Yeah, and Warren Fogel's an RFA, and then Justin Williams, but he's only making seven hundred thousand. But I don't. I think like if you're if you're moving forward, Joel Edmondson's making three point one. He's gone. He, yeah. he'll be, he'll be gone. And like Sammy Vatnin's making two point four. Finn Reemsdyk's making two point three. They only have one other right-handed defenseman besides Trevor Van Reemsdyk, though, and that's Dougie Hamilton. But the rest of their guys are signed for like four, five, and six years. Like Jake Gardner has four years left, or sorry, three years left after this season. Brady Shea has four years left after this season. Slavin has five years left after this season. Dougie Hamilton has one more season. They have Reimer and and Mrazek for next season still, and then they still have like Aho is signed for four more years. 
Jordan Stahl signed for three more years. Tara Vinen signed for four more years. Like this Peter Riders two. Yeah. Protex two. Zingle one more. Brock McGinn one more. Like they don't really need to like. I mean, they also have like a like a million in cap space right now too. It's crazy. They're gonna have nine million in projected cap space over the offseason. This team, man. To fill out their back end. That's crazy. So what were you saying about New York? <laughs> uh the Rangers have the most exciting players <laughs> in Panarin and Zabanajad. Like Sure, like, the Hurricanes are, like, a solid team, but, like, and Tony D'Angelo had a sick season, too, on the defensive end. And Adam Fox was a really good, def- like, rookie, rookie defenseman. Like, the, I think that the Rangers, like, top line is going to be better. And it's just the fact that Panarin is such an elevated player. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of, oh, my God, this kind of almost makes me feel – <laughs> almost in a way kind of like the Hawks and uh, and like the Oilers where like Panarin's kind of like the McDavid of the team's yeah. advantage it's almost like the dry sidle and it's like then you have a little bit of secondary scoring and then you have a more of like a, a more rounded well-rounded team in Carolina but I think that's just me trying to make shit up because no, I, really I was want... that's a, the way you were talking <laughs> about like oh Panarin 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 as much as I agree I love Panarin and all that but I'm like the more you're talking, I'm like thinking, is this like a McDavid? And okay, well, you got these guys, but okay, who else? Yeah, like, I don't we'll know. We'll see. It's like I think this is gonna be such a fun series to watch. Oh, it's too. gonna be so much fun to watch. Like this is the one I'm gonna be tuning into as oh, much as I possibly can. And I can't wait to get with the boys. Oh and yeah, watch this. Watch it on Saturday, and Let's then go. go straight to the Hawks watch party. So drive-in watch party. We'll be there. What up? up? (laughs) Um, So Tanner, you took the Rangers in five. You stick with five? Yeah, I think it would go five no matter who wins. Noli is Rangers in five. I'm Carolina in five. And the listeners, 52% of the listeners took the Rangers. Yeah. I think the the goaltending is going to be a big issue. Because it's like yeah, it's either just, team, yeah. Really. It's just it's just like the the common theme. It's like okay, you got two goalies, but which one are you gonna go roll with? And how short of a leash is whoever you go with gonna have? Yeah, especially in the Rangers situation when they got two other guys. If one's struggling, okay, you got two other guys. How fast do you want to try something else? Because it's not like it's a best of seven series. It's a best of five. What if Hank just comes in, puts the team on his back, and it's like, this is this is it. This is our year. We're doing it. <laughs> Gets to the Stanley Cup and losing overtime in game seven. Oh. That one hurts. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. <laughs> that would be straight up. His That would be like total history. LA LA enters the chat. <laughs> They're somehow in the finals. and like <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man. All right, and so the the round robin is Philly, Washington, yep. yes, Tampa, uh, Tampa, and Boston. I think it's gonna go the way that it was. I think Tampa ends up taking first. Really? Yeah, Boston just strikes me like the like they're gonna be kind of like St. Louis, and they're just gonna play to not get hurt. Are you okay? But are you still saying Tampa's gonna do it even if they don't have Hedman or Stamkos? 
Do they not have him ball for sure? Stamkos is still injured. Hedman's out with a personal matter, so I don't know if there's any update if he's going to make it back. He's not even in Toronto. No. I mean, they're still really fucking good. That's I, That one's harder to predict. I think it could be anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking Washington could end up just becoming in, being in first. Oh, yeah. I just Look don't think it's – I don't think it's a lock for Boston, though. No. And like, like I said, I think Boston just gives me, like, the vibe. That's why the finals last year was, like, oh, I hate this so much. They're, like, the exact same team, and I hate them both. It's like they gave me the St. Louis vibe of just being, like, they're not going to give a shit. And then it's like, oh, okay, they're going to try and turn it on come round one. They'll probably end up, like, the third or fourth seed. And I, I think Ovi's just going to be, like, we're not losing a fucking game. But then Philly's also going to be, like, we're going to murder everybody and then win. <laughs> I'm really curious to see how Philly comes back because they were so hot towards the end and what this whole pause is going to do for them. Like if it's going to, you know, really, obviously it's going to slow them down because it slows everybody down, but it's like, how much is this going to affect them? Yeah. They played pretty well against Pittsburgh though. So yeah. Kevin Hayes looked pretty good. Yeah. He was in, he was in there in a lot of plays. He had a nice little goal, like a little walk. Oh, when Malkin passed it right to him? Yeah. <laughs> it's like sick assist. But, yeah, it, that'll be good. I mean, I'm probably not even going to be paying attention to, like, the round-robin games as much as the qualifiers. Oh, God, no. I don't, I don't really care about that because it's like, why would I watch hockey with teams that are going to be playing next round no matter what? Yeah, unless somebody's out there to kill somebody. I don't <laughs> – Yeah. They, so. can, they can just play rock, paper, scissors for a lot of care. But – yeah, so this round, the qualifying round will be done by a week from Saturday. August 9th is the last, would be game fives. And then we get we get the draft. Draft lottery. The draft lottery. On the 10th. Hell yeah. And then I think it goes right into. Round one, baby. Round one. So, yeah, exciting. Hockey's back. All feels normal. It doesn't feel normal because it's August and we're it's going to be August and we're watching playoff hockey it's pretty but, fucking hot out yeah Carl, eric, eric carlson put out a, a instagram story and he's like outside in his like backyard patio like full out summer mode and he's so like, glad i'm not in the playoffs and he's just like <laughs> and he just goes it's so weird watching hockey right now and i'm like oh nhl stars are just like us but yeah right so all right um you got anything else you want to say uh let's fucking go yeah so Drink some beers, watch some hockey. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um hopefully I you know there were some new restrictions put out by Pritzker in Illinois. So I don't know if it's affecting us at all, but uh shout out to Alex Martinez, who uh, was a previous guest on the show. Wanted me to let, remind everybody VHL action starts again uh this upcoming Sunday at fifth third, where uh the benders looking to uh defend their title. Um for more information on that league, go to vetshockeyleague.com donate they help out they're basically the whole league is raising funds to help out um military like foundations and all that kind of stuff and just help get mil- former military the help they need and all that kind of stuff um so as always follow us on instagram facebook twitter uh follow us on spotify like subscribe to us on youtube and apple Podcasts. leave us a review rate subscribe all that good stuff um share let us know what you think about the playoffs and what who you're most excited to watch um so for who's tanner the biggest difference makers who's the biggest difference makers 
Um, and be sure to, you know, tell us how stupid we are for our picks, even though most of you picked the exact same people we did. So, <laughs> yeah. So who's stupid yeah. now? <laughs> so episode 107, we just call this. Uh... We're back, baby. Or hockey's back, really. Hockey's back, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. We will uh, We'll see you on the next one. Yeah. All right. Love you, boys. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.